being here tonight, and I'm excited about what the Lord is doing. Amen. I sent out an, uh, an announcement, but I'll just uh, make sure I announce it here as well. This uh, Saturday, I'd like us to do uh, morning prayer in your home this Saturday. This is the 30th. And then the following Saturday, August the 6th, at 6 a.m., we'll have uh, all church prayer here. So this Saturday, pray at home. Amen? If you're going to pray at home, say amen. Amen. John chapter 8, verse 44. John chapter 8, verse 44. want to um, start by asking you this question or just see what you think when I mention this term, petty theft. What do you think petty theft is? Um, I'll give you the spoiler. I just looked it up for Washington State specifically. What's petty theft? Brother Gary, you probably know off the top of your head. Some of you others might. But there's a dollar figure associated with petty theft, and it is if you steal something that the value is $750 or less. They actually call it third-degree theft or the lowest degree. And if you steal something, if, if you take somebody's wallet and it's got $751, then uh, you're up to the second degree. It's no longer petty theft. But the term petty really just means small or, or less significant, right? I just want you to keep that in your mind as we talk about what I feel to talk about tonight. The idea of petty theft and then going up from there. So John 8, 44, I'd love to read this whole passage, but for the sake of time, I'm just going to read you this verse and let you know Jesus is speaking to the Jewish leaders of the day when he says what's recorded here. He tells them, and in a few verses before this, he told them, you want to kill me. You're trying to kill me. And then he gets down to this part where he tells them, You are of your father, the devil. Ouch. And the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer. Everybody say murderer. He was a murderer from the beginning. You're of your father, the devil. He was a murderer from the beginning. The things that he wants to do... That's what you will do. And I'm going to remind you again, a few verses before this, in the same uh, account the Lord told them, now you're trying to kill me. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar. Watch this and the father of it. 
the father of it. Everybody say father. All, I, I didn't do the math, but I'm going to guess that 99.999% uh, of the time in the Bible, when the term father is used, and it's not about just a specific person, but father, it's referring to God, our heavenly father. But here it says, he is the father of it, of what? Speaking lies. That means until the devil started doing what he does, there was no speaking of lies. Not in heaven or in earth. And I'll remind you that the heavens were created and the heavenly beings were there before the earth and the earthly beings. So not until he started speaking lies was there a such thing as lying. But I'm wanting to focus on the other attributes that it talks about here tonight. He was a murderer from the beginning. I said it on Sunday, two different types of beginnings, right? Our beginning and the Lord's beginning. Well, somewhere after the Lord's beginning, he created these heavenly beings, one of them being Lucifer. And at some point in Lucifer's beginning, he was a murderer. He was a murderer from the beginning. I'm going to remind you, Jesus is talking to the Jewish leaders of the day when he's saying this. He was a murderer from the beginning and he abode not in the truth. I'm wanting to point this out and I drew that distinction of what we call petty theft because I don't want anybody leaving here tonight thinking that the devil is a petty devil. He's not a petty thief. He doesn't just want to take a little bit. He doesn't want to just disturb you a little bit. He doesn't want to just give you one small little lie and then be gone and no, he, he's not, there's nothing petty about him in the sense of smallness. He is a murderer. He was a murderer from the beginning. Keep that in mind. Go to John chapter 10, if you would, please. Verse 1. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. I'm going to do a little bit of reading, but I will stop and just point out some things as we read through this passage. First of all, he's talking about somebody that enters not by the door into the sheepfold. That's the pen where the sheep are kept, not the pasture. The actual little confinement, all right? Little, big, whatever it is, but it's where they're at. Not, they're not free out roaming. This is where you put the sheep when you don't want them to roam. So, so Jesus is saying here, somebody would go into where the sheep are kept with the intention. Well, we'll get there, but here's what he is. If he didn't get there through the door, but he climbed over the fence. 
or dug a hole under the fence or slid through the fence, he didn't use the right entrance, then he is a thief and a robber. Next verse. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Next verse. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. Everybody say, leads them out. So, why would a shepherd ever need to lead sheep out of the pen? Well, to eat, right? To do all the things that they do when they're not locked up in the pen. So he, he says, all right, it's time to put my sheep out to pasture. I'm going to do this because I'm the shepherd. I'm going to go in. I'm going to go in the right way. I'm going to talk to them. Actually, it says that he calls them by name. And we know through other parables, it's not just usually a few sheep, large quantities of sheep. And he's got a name for each one of them, or he knows all of them individually. Hey, you, hey, you, hey, you, hey, you, hey, you, hey, you, hey, you. I'm making sure you all know this is me talking to you, calling them by name, and he leads them out. Next verse. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him. For they know his voice. So he's gone into the pen with the gate open behind him. Starts telling them, get ready, Bob, Jim Bob, Joe Bob, Billy Bob. He's calling them all. We're all going. So they all get out of the pen and then he goes around to the front of them and he keeps talking so they follow his voice. This way, giddy up, come on, we're going this way. So those sheep hear the voice, and they follow the voice. Everybody say, they hear the voice. Everybody say, they follow the voice. For they know his voice. Verse 5. Let's talk more about this thief and robber. A stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Now, hang on, just get it in your mind. Fleeing. They know not the voice of strangers. They're going to flee from a stranger because they don't know his voice. How are they going to flee? Because the gate is open and they were led out. Or I guess I would say they were let out through an open gate. Verse 6 says, This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake. Verse 7, Jesus says to them, Verily, verily, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture if you the, the Lord is saying if we do this right and you are my shepherd and I you are my sheep and I'm your shepherd and I'm allowed to lead you then our relationship will be such that you get what you need you're led where you need to go and then you're brought safely back and put away where you need to be safely 
Verse 10, the thief cometh not for, but for to steal. Everybody say steal. All right. So if he's just a petty thief, then he's, gonna, he's not the shepherd, so he's going to get into the pen and he's going to take one sheep, carry it out. That's valued probably less than 750. I don't know. I haven't looked at the sheep market lately, but I don't know. Maybe inflation now, that could be over 1,000. But back in this day, we'll say it's close at least. If that was his only intention, though, he would be a petty theft, petty thief, because he would take that one sheep, haul it out, and then probably go find somebody that he can pawn the sheep off on and say, I'll give you a really good deal on this sheep. hundred bucks, it's yours. And then he hands over the sheep and he's got the cash. But here's where I see a difference in how I know that our enemy, the devil, is not just a petty thief. He doesn't need a hundred bucks. Think about it. He's not interested in what value exchange he can get for your life. He, he's not going to go and try to sell you to somebody. He, he, he's not in a money-making business like a thief is. Further, he's not just trying to survive like sometimes a thief is. Sometimes you steal because you have no other means to get something that you must have. He... he I, I just think we, sometimes we give the devil a little bit too much credit when we think he's only after somebody a little bit. Or he only wants to cause a little problem in somebody's life. Or he just doesn't want you to be happy. Or he just doesn't, you fill in the blank, oh, that's just the work of the devil in my life. Don't give him too much credit. He's a murderer. He says it again here, the thief cometh not for to steal, and he comes to kill and to destroy. So what's he going to do? He's not going to climb over the fence, take one sheep, and go exchange him or sell him for something. He's going to climb in there. Hey, everybody, psh, psh, we're breaking out. Get ready. We're breaking out. Follow me. He owes it and he opens the gate. And now the sheep can get out. What's going to happen when they get out? Well, some of those sheep are probably conditioned in their mind to think uh, who are we going to follow? The one that opened the door? The one that opened the gate? Uh, his voice doesn't sound like the normal guy, but he did open the gate after all. He is letting us out after all. But what does the, not the thief, but what does the murderer, the one that wants to destroy, have in mind? You're all free. Go. Get on out. Move. Go on. Go up that hill. Go down that valley. Jump over that cliff. Go wherever you want to go. You're free. Go. 
<laughs> now I just wonder if I could watch this happen one time real time sheep freed from a pen a large volume of sheep freed from a pen without the shepherd I don't really think it's gonna be a thousand different directions <laughs> they're not cats you know or squirrels they're they're trained animals and they're trained to follow so one sheep will start maybe wandering this way a little bit and 10 or 15 is going to be behind him oh maybe we'll go this way for a while oh I'm just following him what are you doing oh, I'm following you okay well let's just see where this leads where's our shepherd don't know we were just told to get out I'll say it this way first. Be careful when something is presented to you with the idea of you can be free from this. It wouldn't make a lot of sense for the wolf, if we can use this term, to go into the sheep pen and be like, oh, you look like you're pretty tied up there. Wouldn't you just love to roam free? The sheep's like, this is my life. I come in here, and then I go out there. Then I come in here, then I go out there. And I'm, I'm fine with it. Oh, no, you don't, you don't know how good it is to be. I can go right out. I can go get whatever I want, and I can come right back in. Anytime I want to. I'm free from that stuff. Be careful if something is presented to you as freedom from in the context of your relationship with the Lord. You mean you still go to church every week? You, every week? Don't you know you can do that online? Um, no offense to anybody that's watching online tonight. But I'm just saying, a wolf will come in and say, you're still here every week? You? You still sing worship songs that you were singing 10 years ago? 15, 20, 30, 40? Come on. You don't have to do that anymore. Oh, here's the question. You still give in the offering your own money? Ch churches don't need money. That may be true. I'm not going down that road tonight. The point is, you can be free from having to do the things you think you have to do. And God won't love you any less. Here's the, the, the door is open. The gate is open. Walk right on out and find wherever you want to go. I'm going to tell you this right now. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. It's not in my notes anywhere, but I feel this in the Holy Ghost. Somewhere in 10 to 20 years ago, a spirit of deception found 
the switch on the electric fence, turned it off, and said, you're all free to go. Nothing's holding you back anymore. And what happened? A lot went. A lot went. After what? After whatever their own voice was telling them to follow. Because it wasn't the voice of God. Then, after that was allowed to happen, the enemy came back in and started going to the individual sheep that did not leave and saying, why didn't you leave? You're still here. Don't you know that that fence is not going to shock you now? Don't you know you can get out? Look at that one. Remember this one? See what they found? And they're into it now. That could be you. This is, this is why he's not just a thief. He wants to destroy. He's smart enough to know. Get you all out on your own. And you will be destroyed. The scripture says, smite the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. Scatter. Everybody say scatter. That means I give that sheep enough time with no shepherd, and all of a sudden, it's just a sitting duck. It's an easy target. It's got no covering, no protection. It's got no leading in its life. It doesn't return to safety after it's been led out to feed. In fact, I wonder how many of them are just going to die of natural causes now. Falling off of cliffs. Falling into rivers. Starvation. Predators. I don't even have to kill them all myself. I can just let them free, remove them from their safety and their security, and nature will kill them. Sheep are not designed to live in nature. Now, everybody say, I'm a sheep. This is not supposed to be in any way downgrading me or you or us. This is what the scripture says. We are his sheep. I'm a free range sheep. How many of those you see out there? Go, wherever you see it, go back in a week. See if it's still there. See how well it's doing. No, 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 no. I, 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 I am a, anything but a sheep. This is what the, the attitude that, would, that the, this day and age would try to put into the mind of individuals is, you don't need anybody to tell you what to do, first of all. You can choose all, make all your own decisions. In fact, you'll probably be better off, be happier, have more freedom 
if you do make all your own decisions. That's not even going to... It's not even going to compute in the brain of a sheep. So Jesus here, he says it again. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, kill and destroy. I am come that they might have life. How, do you, how does a sheep get life? By being led out to this safe place to feed and then led back to this safe place to sleep. That's, that's the life of a sheep. Oh man, I just, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to take any more time than needed here tonight. But I feel, I'm not saying any particular person in here, but I feel an attitude in this day and age that just says, it's demeaning me to call me a sheep. It's belittling me to call me a sheep. I, fine, keep that attitude, but it's not in the book. That's all I can say about that. Verse 12. Here comes the fun part for me. So far we've talked about the shepherd and we've talked about the wolf, the thief, the murderer. A third character is introduced here. He that is an hireling. That's a, a hired worker, a wage worker, a wage earner. He that is an hireling and not the shepherd whose own the sheep are not seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth. I'm going to make this as plain as I can make it for you. Not trying to be dramatic or, or anything else. But certain individuals are in roles in churches but they are hirelings they are wage earners I didn't even use the word pastor I didn't use the word elder bishop I didn't use the word Sunday school I'm just saying somebody can be put into a place in church and the sheep don't know the difference because oh they're there to open the gate come on out here Okay, get on back. I'll close the gate. They're there to do that kind of work, but no more commitment to it. And when they see a wolf coming, they hightail it out of there and leave the sheep. Why? It's in there. I want to read the rest of this first. Seeth the wolf coming, leaveth the sheep. Fleeth, the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. Next verse, the hireling fleeth. Why? Because he's a bad person. No. The hireling fleeth. Why? Because he's afraid of wolves. No. The hireling fleeth. Why? 
because he's a hireling. He's, <laughs> he's not paid to fight the wolf. He's paid to let the sheep in and out of the pasture. Oh, you want, you want to add fighting wolves to my job description. How much more are you willing to pay me? That's the attitude. Just being honest. Why, why would the Lord point this out to the, to the hearers? Why would he point this out? I see it to make sure, first of all, that me as the role of the sheep here, the person over me is not just a hireling. My authority, my shepherd, the one that's supposed to watch out for my safety, they're not going to do it if they're just there for the money. Mm. I told you this is the fun part. He flees because he's a hireling and careth not for the sheep. I'm almost done. Just a couple of more verses. Let's go down to verse 26. In the same context here, Jesus, again speaking to the Jewish leaders, the religious folks of that day, he tells them, but you believe not because you are not of my sheep, as I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, they know my voice, they follow me because they're my sheep. But where we started in, in, verse, uh, in chapter 8, when he says, you're of your father the devil, and he's the murderer, has been from the beginning, he's the liar. He's still talking in that same vein here with this parable and he's letting them know this is the reason why from day one when I got on the scene and started doing the things that I do, some people followed me, some people believed me, but you did not believe me. This is the reason why, because you are not of my sheep. Next verse. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Who was one of his sheep? One of his disciples. And he goes and tells them, follow me. Oh, wait, I think I know that voice. I've never heard it before in my life. I've never seen this man before. But I think I know that voice that's calling me. I'm going to follow him. And then you put Jesus in front of multitudes of people and he starts to speak or teach and share different things. And almost every time there's a multitude, you hear something along the lines of, and many believed and many followed. Why? Because they are his sheep. They hear his voice. He knows them. They know him. 
I wonder, here, here, hang on, hang on. I still got my plane on the ground. Hang on. I wonder how many choices the Lord gives a person to decide, are you my sheep or not? I didn't intend for this at all, but this is starting to sound a lot like what I talked about last week, where some people will just choose to believe, oh, those poor Jewish leaders of the day, God didn't let them be his sheep. He chose those and not these. That's not fair. Why would he let some go that way and let some go this way? No. He's not willing. I'm not going to go through this whole lesson again. He's not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. You, as soon as you hear the voice of the Lord and you know that's my, that's my God, that's my Lord, that's my Savior, that's my shepherd, I'm going to follow Him. You're in this verse. My sheep. Now, I firmly believe because I know that the Lord is long-suffering, patient. Again, that he's not willing that any should perish, he's going to stand there as long as he can and talk to a person and call them. Are you ready to follow me? Are you ready to follow me? Are you ready to follow me? And that sheep, that person is just, I don't know, maybe not today, maybe, I don't know, maybe. Ask me again tomorrow. We'll see how we feel tomorrow. Okay, guess what? The Lord comes back and he asks again the next day. Are you ready to follow me? Uh, I, thought, I thought I was going to be ready today, but I think I need a little bit more time. Are you ready to follow me? Okay, uh, how about next week? That's going to be a good day for me. Thursdays are my off days. Come and ask me on Thursday. What's the Lord going to do? Well, here's a spoiler alert. It's appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment. The thing is, the man doesn't know if it's going to be before that next Thursday or not. If it's not, and he's still there, the Lord's going to be there. Are you ready to follow me? No. No. I, uh, I'm not ready to follow yet. Uh, what? Okay, it, let me put it this way real quick. It's, I, I'm putting it in the context of a one-on-one -on -one discussion. Think about a sheep for just a moment, though. You, ask, you go and ask a sheep, are you ready for dinner? The sheep's either going to walk, or he's going to stay still, or he's going to sit down, or he's going to walk that way. It's not a yes and no. It's a, you'll know by my actions. You'll know by my actions. So the Lord asks a person, are you going to follow me? You'll know by my actions. It would make, wouldn't make a lot of sense if the sheep turned around and said, yep, I'm coming. And then just kept saying, we're doing what he's doing. You'll know by my actions if I'm going to follow you or not. My sheep know my voice. They hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Uh, one, one last verse, if you'll jump back to John chapter 8. This is the last verse I have tonight.
verse 47. It's going to sound redundant, but we're going back to when Jesus told them this originally before that whole parable of the sheep. He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not, because you are not of God. Everybody say hear. You don't hear God's words because you're not of God. The beautiful news is we get to experience this thing called rebirth where whether you are of God or not right now, you can be reborn and be of God. It's not a, I'll never make it. I'm not chosen. I'm not one of those. I'm not the elect. I'll never make it. No, you're just not of God right now. I'm not talking about the devil tonight. I know he's been in and out of our story. And uh, I've just tried to define him for who he is and what he is and what he does. What I am trying to talk about tonight is hearing the voice of God and following that voice. The fewer voices that you have to contend with in your life, the easier it is to distinguish the voice of God. Would you just close your eyes and pray with me for a moment? Lord, we want to hear your voice. We want to follow your voice. We want to know your ways, Lord God. We want to know your direction for our lives. God, I know that you are my shepherd, that you would keep me and lead me. I know, God, that you would lead and guide me into a place of safety, into a life of security and peace, God, because it's afforded to me by you, because you're the shepherd. I'm not the shepherd, Lord. We just get to follow you. We just get to follow your leading, Lord Jesus. I want you to lead me tonight, God. You know the directions for each one of the lives that are here. Those that are receiving this word tonight. You know the many directions, the many different facets of life, God, that we're all facing right now. God, but more than any of those decisions, the critical part is, am I going to be led by you? The critical part is, will I hear your voice, know your voice, God, and be able to distinguish it from all others? In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, help us, God. I'm encouraging you tonight to be a sheep. Stay with the sheep. 
But as long as those sheep are with the shepherd or wherever the shepherd has led them. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed. Greet one another in Jesus' name.